0: Centered Sunday with the resilient me and your host, Cherie Shy Holmes. Today, I want to share some information with you about three ways that you can stay resilient during the pandemic. Now, when I was thinking about the pandemic and so many people who before us have had to endure hardship to become great and to release their potential, some people that we all know pretty much came to mind rather quickly for me. The first one being the famous wright brothers so in 1903 they had their very first 12 second flight exciting stuff right they are making the news headlines worldwide and even though it was a, a, a like a huge invention right for that time being because we hadn't experienced anything like that before. Eight years later, guys, eight years later, a French commander said, airplanes are great scientific toys, but they have no military value. Can you imagine the ridicule and the resistance that they received trying to expand and elevate their their product and their brand and getting people on board? with it, even eight years later, they still hadn't seen the results that they really wanted to see worldwide. Imagine now though, how our military, the air force, they go in with drones. They do a lot of, you know, attacks via airplane and how many lives they actually save by not actually sending in infantry men. They reduce the, I mean, their invention, reduced the need for hand-to-hand combat. I don't even know how many people that could have possibly have saved, but obviously it saved a lot of lives. But imagine if they had given up on that dream. And then we have, of course, the famous Thomas Edison, and he produced the light bulb. Now, you would have thought, being a scientist in the scientific community, they would have received him, and they would have thought that this was the greatest thing since sliced bread, literally. But again, you have a British scientist that not only said but published this in a scientific journal that his invention, Edison's invention, had no place for practical or scientific matters. Wow. If it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have laptops. We wouldn't have cell phones. I mean, there's so many things that are needed. Just the fact that we have the HVAC, electricity, air conditioning, huh? I could just keep moving with this. <laughs> we wouldn't have a lot of the modern things that we get to enjoy. Just to be able to cook on the stove and not need wood. I mean, I'm, I'm about to bless God for this invention <laughs> right now. He he founded over 1,000 patents. Can you imagine if he had allowed ridicule or horrible economic situations to stop him? And then we have thomas Jenising, John, Thomas Jennings. Who is the african-american gentleman that's credited for patenting the dry cleaning process he called it dry scouring and he had to overcome so many race inequalities numerous critics and naysayers to even push beyond the boundary for people to accept his invention and let him just let him clean their clothes and make some money off of it so we have some strong examples before us if we encourage ourselves and look back on those that have had to endure a lot worse than we had, had a lot less resources than we had, a lot less um, financial support, community support. Um, Just the fact that we have the internet and the commerce that we can trade on, they didn't have any of those aspects and they still were able to thrive and not only thrive, but actually produce something that made a worldwide impact. So I'm here to tell you, you can do it. You can do it. We got a whole lot more going on, whole lot more resources, whole lot more support and community that we can can lean back on. So, here's number 1. First way that you can practice resilience. I want to encourage you. I was I was talking to a friend this week. Loosen your grip. We get so focused on the end result of what we thought we were going to have, whether it was to be in a beautiful, healthy, loving relationship or for your business to take off, or for um, your book to have be finished um, writing, editing, producing it, launching it. We have this end goal in mind. I want to be a speaker. I want my blog to take off. And then when it doesn't happen, or when it doesn't turn out the way we expect it to, because our grip is so tight on that specific outcome, we break down and we give up and we throw in the town. I wanna remind you to loosen the grip in your head and loosen the grip in your hands. Whatever you put on your vision board, whatever you put in your journal, whatever you've been writing in your affirmations, all of those things are great, but you have to be willing to adapt. So it may not look like what what it started like in January when we set our intentions and our words for the year, But the word still applies to you. So I want you to figure out how you can rededicate yourself, recommit yourself to your word for the year, and find a way to institute that in your life. Now, number two, I want to challenge you, as you loosen your grip, it's time to reset your goals. Number two is to reset your goals. Now, you may have a goal, like, I want to finish school by a certain time, get married by a certain time, have kids, I want my business to take off, All of those things can still happen, but you may need to adapt what they look like. So resetting them doesn't mean that you're giving up on them. And I was having a conversation with friends the other day and they were saying, you know, uh, everybody shares something like what's working in your life and what's not working. I honestly believe, wholeheartedly believe that everything in my life is working and I don't I'm not even saying that from a place of like rah rah let me cheer you guys on let me coach you guys through this moment like I I wholeheartedly from my core believe that everything in my life is working for me and this is what I said some things are seeds some things become fertilizer and some things are fruit but it doesn't matter if if one area of my life is on hold and the other one skyrocketing and taking off it's all working for me, and I have to be very, very honest with myself, and and think about this, ask yourself this question, and you guys can respond in the comments, or shoot me an email, and let me know, are you truly ready for your business to take off right now, or if your blog was to blow up, could you really handle the influx of customers, and clients, and demands, and interviews, and content, like, do you, is your email system structured properly? Do you have a professional and polished look to be able to handle? Do you have the infrastructure in place? Do you have someone who can manage your, your email and customer service experience? It's nice to say that, yeah, I really want to do this and I, I want it to blow up and I, I want to be in a, in a relationship. But have you done the internal work? to heal your heart of past trauma and old wounds? Or do you see yourself going from relationship to relationship still repeating the same thing you did in the last five years with different people? If we take the time to reevaluate ourselves, some things are are appear to not be working in our lives for a reason. But that doesn't mean that we can't take the time to figure out what's going on and how this is actually for my good right now, and I know that's really, really, really sometimes hard to say when you look at it and you're like, God, Sharice, you don't, you don't understand. Like, you don't understand, Sharice. Like, I really, really, really want this. I really want to get into this school, or really want a relationship, or I really want a good job, or really want to get promoted. I know you want all those things, but I'm telling you, you can still achieve them. Just readapt your goals, reset your goals, reset them and re-strategize ways to reach them and move forward. So I know I have a couple friends that are like, oh, you know, just freaking pandemic hit and now I can't date anymore. And I'm like, I haven't. Okay. So this is me just speaking from my, my opinion and not experience. So I'm gonna qualify this statement right here, but this is what I think. I think from the times I have been on like online dating, like Bumble and I think it's Coffee and a Bagel or Bagel and Coffee. I'm not sure. And then there's like, I know people have told me that they've done Facebook. I haven't tried the Facebook dating, Match.com, eHarmony, whatever you're doing. A lot of times you meet guys on there who just want to get it quickly. Like they want to get in and they want to get out, like quick. But... The bright side of this pandemic, like this is what I'm saying, it's always working for you, right? The bright side of this pandemic is that if you're meeting guys on there, because you can't do that quick interaction, my guess is that you're going to find higher quality guys on there who are willing to put in the work to have the conversations and to actually talk to you and are willing to be patient. So this might actually be a good time to be dating online. Rather than thinking of it as like, oh, I can't meet in person, maybe removing that immediate element of getting physical or having that uh, physical interaction is probably a good thing right now. Because let's be honest, ladies, once we start getting physical with someone, you start giving way more grace and mercy it, to that person than is necessary. And a lot of the red flags that you should see up front, you just cover them and you sweep them up under the rug and you act like you didn't see them until the whole thing blows up and falls apart. So, my advice—I went on a tangent right now. My advice to you is to try again. Dust up your profile, get a new picture out there, hit it again. Cause right now, I think is a better time to find quality men. But <laughs> just talking about resetting your goals. All right, you don't have to—you don't have to cancel your goal. Twenty twenty is not canceled. You can still reach your goal. Just reset it. Okay. Um, I think also now is a good time to break out of your shell and try something new. So. Hey, everybody's in the house right now. If you've been thinking about starting a podcast or a blog, or you've been thinking about starting a business, selling soap or lotions, um, or a cookbook even, now's a good time to try. More people are on their phones looking for content, looking for new and innovative ideas. It would be a great time for you to start learning and dabbling in that. All we have is time right now to research and learn. This is a fantastic moment for you to branch out and to excel. All right. Um, And then, oh, another thing I want to share with you guys. I actually did create a journal. It's called Reset. And in there, I actually write out a SWOT analysis. So in the SWOT analysis, you can look at your strengths, your weaknesses, your opportunities, and your threats. And I created this journal. This, this is a 180-day journal. It's got 70 introspective prompts. We do. I threw, a, threw a, a, um, a thought tracker in there. It's got 14 adult coloring pages. There's so much in there to help you process and reset your moment on life and your goals and things that you were disappointed or, or you got dejected from different life experiences. I want to encourage you now more than ever, this journal is is... Is perfect and I had no idea any of this stuff stuff was gonna happen I actually released a journal in December I had no idea this was gonna happen but if I could say anything out of that analysis the SWOT analysis right now is gonna help you so much as far as resetting your goals because you do the SWOT analysis and then I take you through your your um, goals in life in family in like friends, recreational, uh, spiritually. And then I help you get to the end of that, which is picking, you know, three goals and going all the way through and finding out what is the overall goal. Here are my action steps. And now I can run with it. So I would encourage you to get the reset journal and work through it. And if you already have it, maybe you can skip to that part and start working on that this weekend. And if you do do it, let me know, drop a comment, send me an email, shoot me a picture, tag me. I would love to see your work. All right, number three, I want to remind you to double down on self-care. When crisis comes, when trauma happens, it is not the time to eliminate self-care, it is the time to double down on self-care. Why? Because self-care is a restorative practice. It is your, part of your survival toolkit. That's how you have to look at it. You know how you have aspirin and you have your first aid kit and you got um, maybe some the, what do they call those things? The when you fire them off, if this in case of emergency, and they shoot, they do it in the movies all the time, right? A flare, a flare. There, there we go. You got, it might have a flare in it it might have um, a radio that doesn't require batteries that you just crank up or whatever and those things you need to survive right maybe have some food rations in it maybe n95 mask emergency blanket something of that nature well as we have a physical self um, a physical um, self-preservation emergency kit you need to have an internal self-preservation kit like a self-care kit to help you through trauma and crisis. And I want to know if you, if you got some other things that you use in your, your self-care kit in times of crisis and trauma that you can pull out in an emergency, drop a comment, send me an email, let me know. But one thing I want to say for sure is that you cannot give up on your self care. There's a saying that many people have heard before. I think I actually said this in my last podcast, You have to put your own oxygen mask on first before you can help or save anybody else. When you are on the plane and they're giving you the instructions, you put your own oxygen mask on first and then you help the child or the elderly person next to you. The same goes when crisis or trauma arise. You have to fill your cup because you cannot pour from an empty cup. Now, I know I've been talking to like, like, the married couples or people that just have like singles that have kids and they're like, I'm so overwhelmed. Like I have to work all day and then I have to like make sure that the kids are on their computer doing their e-learning. I have to cook. I have to clean. I have to do all these things and I just really don't feel like I have time for myself. I don't have time. I don't have time. I understand it. And I'm a, I, I feel your pain is what I should say. I feel your, your pain is what I should say. And, I still believe that you even more so have to double down on self-care. Now, I think what happens is a lot of us feel like, oh, self-care has to be an hour of me time and I have to take a long bath and I have to put on a mask and just lay out. Listen, self-care doesn't have to be long and drawn out. If you are short on time, I want you to consider making up some micro self-care practices. Micro self-care practices. So, there, I can't remember the lady's name. There is a lady who um, encourages you to do one-minute meditations every hour on the hour. From the time you wake up to the time you go to sleep. So, that ends up coming up to what? Depending on what time you go to sleep. 18 minutes of meditation a day, 20 minutes of meditation a day, depends on like how how wild you are with your sleeping habits. But still, maybe you don't have 15 solid minutes to meditate, but you do have one minute of every hour to meditate. And in those hours of the I'm sorry, in those minutes of your meditation, you want to focus on Deep belly breathing, breathing from the belly, from the diaphragm, because what happens is when you breathe here from your chest, you're actually triggering a stress and anxiety response because it makes you feel like you're hyperventilating. And so your body goes into fight or flight mode. All right. So when you do the slow, deep belly breathing, it calms you down. And you can do that for one minute or two minutes if you can't do it every hour. You could, I mean, you could just set your timer, 60 seconds. Everybody's got 60 seconds or two minutes in the morning, two minutes before you go to sleep. Uh, Also journal for five minutes. If you want to do a bullet journal for one minute, there are so many ways that you can sneak in moments of self care to help get you calm and centered for your day. Now, I feel like when I talk to some people, though, I've noticed that we often get disconnected from our heart center, and we focus on the image. Like, can I be the mom that does it all? Can I be the perfect friend? Can I be the perfect daughter? Can I say yes to everyone? Can I help everybody? Can I make everyone happy? Can I give everybody their dream come true? And so we're real focused on image. How do I appear to other people? Do they think I'm dependable? Do they love me? Am I filling everyone's cup? Can I be there for everyone? And then we're also focused on being very task oriented. I have a list of things to do and did I check off everything on my list? Sometimes you gotta say no. Sometimes you gotta say no and sometimes you have to just say I can't get this done now. I can move it to another day. But please do not let your image be the main reason that drains you and kills your spirit and your heart. Don't be task oriented and don't focus so much on your image, but lean into your heart and and determine whether or not you believe that this is the right thing for you to do. And what you can do to fill up your cup. It doesn't have to be a long time, but many self-care practices make a huge difference even still. And then maybe on Sundays or Saturdays when you don't have so much going on with work and the kids, you can take a longer block of time. Now, I know that there's so much going on right now. So it's really, really easy to get caught up in stories of sadness or defeat um, or anger, especially some of the videos that I see on social media. But I wanted to, to encourage you again Now more than ever, we need to practice distancing from our phones, distancing from your laptop, your email, from people constantly reaching out, texting you, messaging you, um, likes, people not commenting, people commenting, everyone's opinion, or the lack thereof, or what people are doing or not doing well. You have to disconnect. And that could be a practice that's part of your self-care, literally. That could be a very good practice. You know what? After 10 o'clock, 9 o'clock, I'm going to put my phone on Do Not Disturb. I don't want no more notific notifications, okay? I mean, you could set, like, on the iPhone, you could set Do Not Disturb and then set, like, for your mom or your dad or your siblings or whoever it is that you want to be able to access and be able to contact you after hours can still get through. You can select their names. But I want to encourage you to set some specific self-care practices. So just for a recap, First, you wanna make sure that you loosen your grip in your head and in your hands. Number two, reset your goals. And if you want to, you can get the reset journal to help you work through your SWOT analysis on your strengths, your weaknesses, and opportunities and threats. And number three, you wanna double down on self-care. Create some mini self-care practices to help you in this time period. There's a story I I wanna share with you guys because I think that it would be helpful right now, putting some things into perspective. So I had a young girl who, a teenage girl whose father had passed away tragically, suddenly, completely unexpected. And I randomly got a message from her saying, Hey, you know, my mom bought the reset journal for me and I had a real hard time articulating the anger and frustration that I experienced when my dad passed, but taking a look at what you were saying in the journal helped me change my lens and my perspective and process some of the grief and disappointment that I've experienced of, you know, from the death of my father. And she was like, I just want to tell you, thank you. And I just want to tell you that it's helped tremendously. And I've gone to therapy and I've had other family support, but the journal has helped me a lot. And I want to remind you that we can do all the things, but if it's not filling your cup and you're not getting results and you're not seeing that restorative element in you, listen, you got to find what works for you. Maybe it is the reset journal. Maybe it is a therapist right now. Um, maybe it is reaching out to your support group and saying, Hey guys, I'm not doing too good today, or I'm not doing good this month, or I've had a hard time. Speak up, reach out, get the resources you need. Ask for help. There are plenty of people around you that love you and support you. Listen, I love you and support you. Reach out to me if you want to. Because we don't need to go through this alone. And that's the whole purpose of creating a tribe and having people to come and be a part of the resilient me. So we can support and encourage each other through good times and through bad. So that's all I have for you. Please make sure you come. If you are listening to the podcast or you're watching this video and you haven't joined the private Facebook group, please click the link. Come join us. I'd love to see your beautiful face in there. If you're already in there, you already a part of the tribe. Hey, invite people. You can send them a direct invitation inside the private Facebook group to come and join us. Also, for everyone that commented and joined me on the live and Rabbit's Pantry, I appreciate it. I'm trying to work on curating some new stuff for you, bringing some other people on to interview and help you out. So that's my productivity tip for today, developing resilience in your goals. I love you guys and have an amazing week. Oh, wait. And let's do our affirmations. Okay. (sighs) Hmm. I am loved, I am well, I am thriving. All right, ladies, love you, have a great week, peace.